Hello, welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Today, Apostle continues in the Word of His Grace series, and in this episode, he preaches a sermon titled Understanding Righteousness. He defines what righteousness is, how we have become the righteousness of God, and how that has become our nature now as children of God. So grab your Bibles, your pens, and your notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be God, we're going to head straight into the Word of God for today, and those of you who've been following know that I've been teaching the same topic for three months, and every week it's been getting better, and I've been building, and we are still in our series, and today it's going to take an extra dimension. It's going to take a higher dimension. It's going to go ahead and reveal certain truths that uh, that really we need to come to. Last week, I began introducing the thought. I think I started introducing the thought two weeks ago. And the thought that I began introducing was that grace has not just worked for us, but grace has worked in us. And there's something that grace has produced. And last week I explained how grace has produced a nature in us that has the ability to resist sin. That's the kind of nature that grace has produced. So this week we're going to continue and we will continue examining this nature by looking at the topic understanding righteousness. We're going to look at understanding righteousness. Understanding righteousness. Now, if you're just joining in today, I would advise you to listen to last week's sermon as well. Because last week, I gave uh, I gave deeper meaning to certain terms that you'll find in the Bible. Terms like the old man. Terms like the new man. And we must understand which scriptures are written to the old man and which scriptures refer to the new man. And when we are talking about the old man, we are talking about the one who was there before getting saved. Uh, That's before your salvation. That's the old man. And that's the one that's born of the flesh. Praise God. That's the one that's born of the flesh. And that old man was dealt with by the death of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's how he was dealt with. So there's that old man. But then when we're talking about the new man, we are talking about the one after salvation. We're talking about the one who's born of God. And 
that's the one whom we are focusing on. And many of us have got a lot of information about the old man, but we don't have much information on the new man. And so in our teachings, we're going to endeavor to go into details with regards the new man. And let me just show you a scripture that shows a comparison between the old and the new. Uh, Romans chapter 8, and I want us to read verse 10. Romans chapter 8 and verse 10. The Bible says, maybe let's start from verse, uh, you know, I'm tempted to start from verse 1. But if I were to do that, I wouldn't be able to, I've got like a thousand more scriptures for you today. So the temptation is high, but let's, let's go to verse 8. Because verse 1 starts, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Let's just stick to 8, 9, and 10. So it says, so then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Uh -huh. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. For if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Who's that talking about? The new man. Who's that talking about? The new man. I think we're told something else now about the body as well in verse 11. But it's not today's topic. It says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That shows you who's the dominant one. It doesn't say the body now brings death to the spirit. No, it tells us that because the spirit of God dwells in you, that same spirit quickens your mortal body. That shows you who is the dominant force. Praise God. Somebody say, I am a spirit. And I am the one in charge. And so I want us to, I've gone ahead of myself. I want us to go into the depths of what it really means to be righteous. That's what I want us to go into. And so we're going to read from Romans chapter 6. And let's read verse 4. We are talking, we're dealing with the topic understanding righteousness. The Bible says, therefore, we were buried. Who was buried? The old man. Who was buried? That's the old man. Remember, the old man, the new man. So it says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. The newness of life. Who walks in the newness of life? It's the new man. That's showing the new man. And there are several scriptures that show the new man. Look at Ephesians 4 verse 24. Let's start from verse 23. It says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, uh -huh. and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Well, I, I'm even going ahead of myself here. So we are supposed to live the newness of life, and we've been shown from the earlier scriptures that there is an old man and there is a new man. And this new man has been created in true righteousness and in holiness. So this new man has a nature. Allow me to explain, ladies and gentlemen, that righteousness is a nature. 
Righteousness is a state of being. The same way being a sinner is a state of being. Let me explain that again. Righteousness is first who you are. And then there is what is called practicing righteousness. But I will tell you first that you must understand righteousness as a nature. I was thinking to myself yesterday. Here are two kids. One is born in a royal family. The one is, another one is not born in the royal family. Maybe the other one is the child of the cook. From a young age, they may have similar traits. They may even play together. But eventually, one starts being taught differently. And if that other one calls themselves a prince, it's not an exaggeration. It's just who they are. If the other one wants to call themselves that, it's a nickname. Because it's not who they are. Why? Because there is a way the other one has been born. There is something about the way they have been born. They've been born into the nature of something. And I'd I, I like to tell you that you must understand what you've been born into. We always talk about being born again. But many other times we know about the first birth. We know all about it. But we know very little about the second birth. And the second birth, that's the new man. That's the one who's been created in righteousness and holiness. So righteousness is a nature. And we also know that God is righteous. God is righteous. Uh, sometimes I've heard people describe righteousness as having a right standing with God. Now, that's part of the attributes of it for a man. But then, are you going to then say that because the Bible tells us God is righteous. Are you going to say God has right standing with himself? That's, that's the full definition of righteousness. It goes beyond that. The Bible describes God as righteous. If you've read, is it 1 John 2 verse 2 when talking about the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says, little children, I've written these things to you that you should not sin. But if you do sin, we do have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Is that 1 John 2 2? Or is it 2 1? Let me see it. Yeah, 1 John 2, 1. I write these things to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. You see that? It's actually one of his titles, the righteous. So righteousness is a nature. Righteousness is a state of being. And I will define what it really is later. Have you ever read in Matthew, is it 6.33, where it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you read it from the Amplified, it says, and his righteousness, his way of being and doing right. So it's a nature, it's a state of being. And that state of being produces righteous actions. Praise God. So righteousness is a nature. Righteousness is a state of being. And you must understand righteousness as that. And so... We have been born anew. We've been born as a new man. And I'll tell you something. Whenever you want to study the nature of any creature, you have to look at its parents. You have to look at the ones who have birthed it. You have to look at the ones who have produced it. Praise God. That's why you find when you're born of your mother and father, they give you a certain son name. They allocate you to a certain household and all those things. It's because they know that there are probably certain attributes that they have which you have as well. 
There is a reason why you are not taken to a vet. There is a reason why you are taken to the hospital. It's because of the nature that you've been born in. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And so I would like us to know that for us to have a good idea of what our nature is, this same righteous nature which we will look at, we must know who has breathed us. Now we do know that God's holy trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. We do know that. And that's what we refer to as the Godhead. And the Bible is very clear that these are the three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Spirit, and the Bible says the Word. Why the Word? Because that's who he was from the beginning. The Word. We see that from the book of John. When it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I would want us to understand that scripturally, we are shown that our birth, our birthing, has been by all three witnesses. But I'm telling you, that's what the Bible tells us. If you read 1 John 5 verse 7, the Bible says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And these three are one. But I would like us to see what the Bible says about our birth. So we've seen that in heaven, the three that bear witness who are one are the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. question is, have all these had their hand in our birth? Let's look at it. John 1 verse 13. I want us to start identifying the Father, the Word, and the Spirit in these scriptures. John 1 verse 13. Talking about the new creation, the Bible says, who were born... Let's start from verse 12. It says, But as many as received him, received who? Jesus. To them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. So not everyone has been given the right to become children of God. The pathway is through Jesus. And then the next verse says, Who were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. So meaning these children of God have been birthed by someone. And in this scripture, we are shown that the entity who has birthed these people is God. So who is the father of these children? God. Are we able to identify the father there? Let's look at John chapter 3 verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Are we able to identify somebody there? The Holy Spirit. Who's birthed us? The Holy Spirit. Earlier we were shown that God has birthed us. This time we're being shown that the Spirit of God has birthed us. 1 Peter 2, 1 Peter 1, verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Who has birthed us? Jesus. Who? The word. Remember, there are three witnesses that bear in heaven, and that's the Father, the Spirit, and the Word. 
And when the Bible talks about our birth, have you seen, and we're told the three are one. And have you noticed that when the scripture shows, talks about our birth, it shows that we've been born of God, it shows that we've been born of the Spirit, it shows that we've been born of the Word. So if you want to find out how our nature is, we must know the nature of the Father, we must know the nature of the Spirit, we must know the nature of the Word. And the three are one. So is God righteous? He is. The Spirit of God is righteous. It's a spirit of righteousness. The Word himself is righteous. So that shows you that because the new man has been born of such a nature, then the very attribute of this new man is righteousness. Because you produce what you are. You produce what you are. That's why I've always said that if you're going to lift up your hands and say, Father, I'm but a grasshopper before you, 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 if you're going to do that, then there's a problem there. Because if you're going to lift up your hands and say, I'm a grasshopper before you, and you've called him your father, then you're calling him a bigger one. And that's insulting the nature that he has given you. Praise God. If you look at the Greek words for prayer, you'll notice that the one Jesus always used when he was praying is, the, is, is, the, is where you're speaking to someone who's in the same league as you, in the same class as you. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner. There's a difference between the way a dog will ask for food and the way a child asks for food. Because they are in different classes. The other one is human like the other. The other one will have to roll on the ground, do all sorts of things and try and do, you know. And then when you throw something, they have to grab it and go and run away and hide it and say mine and all that stuff. But for a human being, they, they can talk from the same class. They can speak the same language. It doesn't have to be signs and wonders. They can actually speak the same language. That makes communication more effective. We are the only creatures that can communicate effectively with God. Because we've been birthed of him. That's why we even have a language that the world doesn't understand. Praise God. Oh my God, I'm feeling this. Is somebody getting it so far? Have you noticed that in such a short time, we've already established so many truths? What we have established is that we are a new creation. And this new creation has been birthed of God. And we've seen from the scriptures that, the fa that God is our Father. We've seen from the scriptures that the Spirit of God birthed us. We've seen from the scriptures that the Word of God produced us. That's why when we talk about righteousness, we, we, we are saying it's in nature. And because we've been produced by one who is righteous, we have automatically been birthed as righteous. That's the birth we've been birthed in. And that's why, remember we read earlier, that our spirit is alive because of righteousness. Praise God. It doesn't surprise you, therefore, ladies and gentlemen, that there are so many scriptures that show that we are righteous. And he's talking about the new man. Someone would say, but Apostle, what about what Jesus said? Jesus said um, uh, a doctor does not come for a doctor does not come for those who are well, he comes for those who are sick. I mean, that's exactly why he came. Do you know how bad we were? But have you ever read what the Bible says about him? Have you ever read what the elders pray when they see him? Have you ever heard how they worship? They worship and say, for you have made us kings and priests unto God. So he's got those very people who are sinners. And who are they now? They are now kings and priests unto God. That's why now the Bible can say of us that you're a royal priesthood.
My friend, Jesus doesn't start working on someone and leave them just like that. That's why the man died. He came that he may justify many. He came that he may make many righteous. So he didn't just come to leave them as sinners. No, he came to justify many. And you're going to see it from the scriptures. Let's look at a few scriptures that show our nature of righteousness. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 21. These are the days that make you sing, born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. That's all. Maybe we should sing that when we're done. So let's start from verse 17. The Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, old things have become new. Now, uh, I was asked a question by a beloved young man the other day. And I was being asked, saying, Pastor, uh, I've heard many people say that the consequences still remain. Is that true? I asked, what Bible are they reading? I, I, don't, I don't know how many consequences of Apostle Paul, and Apostle Paul dealing with the people he dealt with, I don't know how many of them remain. The best way to answer things is through Scripture. And in Romans 5 verse 1, we are told, therefore, being justified by faith, justified means acquitted and made righteous, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You may still have consequences with human beings. There's, there may still be some human beings who may not agree with one or two things. Some may still be offended and all those things. For example, someone may hear this message and maybe they're in prison. They may still have consequences with the country, but that doesn't mean they've got consequences with God once they give their lives to the Lord. That doesn't mean they have consequences with God. That's why Jesus turns to the thief and says, today you'll be with me. He says, today you'll be with me. And the best we can do is be scriptural. So it says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. It doesn't say a renewed creation. It doesn't say a changed creation. It doesn't say a forgiven creation. It doesn't say, in order, it says a new creation. That talks about a brand new species, a whole new being. And it says all things have passed away. They've died. Behold, all things have become new. Not some things. It says all things. And then we are told some of the... Uh, descriptions of the new creation. We are shown in verse 21 that God made he who had no sin to become sin. Why become sin? Because that's who we were. Have you noticed there that being that sin now there is being shown as a nature, not really as actions. So the actions are produced by a certain nature. And so God made he who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So what do we know about this new creation? This new creation is literally the righteousness of God. Why is this new creation the righteousness of God? Because it's been born from God. God doesn't give birth to sinners. As strong as that may sound, God can only give birth to righteousness. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's what he's given birth to. Can we look at a few other scriptures that show that? Are we ready? Someone may say, but Apostle Fred, um, I, I, I thought there was no unrighteous. That's the problem. There are people who think of righteousness as righteousness by the law. They've not read the scriptures. Let's look at righteousness by the law. Uh, Romans chapter 10. Let's start all the way from verse 2, 3. Because we're going to read all the way up to verse 11. Let's start from verse 3. For I bear witness. Uh, that's verse 2. Let's read verse 3. 
For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, are seeking to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted to the righteousness of God. It's not a righteousness that you worked for. It's one that you submitted to. And now you can work from. Let's continue. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone who believes. What's that law of righteousness? It's the one by Moses. It's one where if you do this, if you can manage to do A, B, C, D, then you become righteous and everyone failed. That's why it said, uh, all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And that's why it said, uh, if you claim to without sin, then you're making God to be a liar. And that's why it said, none is righteous, not even one. Then it went on to say, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, has been revealed. Just read it. It's Romans 3.21. Let's continue. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law, saying the man who does those things shall live by them. Are you seeing that? That this is not from our heads? But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. This is how the righteousness of faith speaks. Now, this is very interesting. Do not say in your heart who ascend into heaven. That is, to that is to bring Christ down from above. Or who would descend into the abyss? That is to raise Christ up from the dead. You know what this is? You know what this is showing? The, the righteousness of faith is not one that says, okay, fine, you guys want to get righteous? Do this. Come here. Let's throw you up to heaven. Go and get Christ. Then when you bring him and he dies, go and raise him from the dead. You don't have the power to do that. None of us have the power to do that. So it's not one that's boasting that they're the ones who paved the way for themselves. Because that would have been the only way to pave our way to righteousness. But this is what this righteousness says. Uh -huh. Verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Faith in who? Jesus Christ, the righteous. Uh -huh. Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth, that's what you need to do. It's showing you that for this righteousness... You don't have to go to heaven and try and get Jesus down or go, in, or go and try and raise him from the dead. No, instead the word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. And which word is this? It's the one that we're preaching. It's the one that you're listening to right now. And this word is stated that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what it says. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's what this righteousness by faith says. Ha! Am I the only one who feels like doing a, a somersault right now? It's just that I'm very disciplined. Uh, I would have stayed showing you my athletic progress right now. But nevertheless, that's what we're being shown in the scriptures. That it's not the righteousness that's demanding people to do this and do that and do that. It's the one that's saying, look, this one is near you. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. And it's the word that we're preaching. So when that word comes in your mouth, when that word comes in your heart, what do you do? You confess the Lord Jesus. And with your heart, one believes unto righteousness. That's what the scripture shows us. Whew. Can we read one more? By the way, I, I, I've got a feeling everyone will want to read the book of Romans after this. I've quoted it so much. Let's go to Romans. <laughs> it's Romans again. Let's start from verse chapter 5. Let's start from verse 1 and then we'll skip all the way to verse 13 because we're reading up to verse 21. <laughs> 
Therefore, I, I just need to read this scripture. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. These are some of the first scriptures I read which just blew my Christian life away. Actually, my actual life. I'm just saying Christian life to be religious. Through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Let's move on to verse uh, 15. Now, Let's start from verse 14. I hope I won't say. Let's start from verse 13. Just, okay, this time I'm serious. Uh -huh. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. It's showing us about the law. Eh? Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression, who is the type of was to come. I'm sure you don't need to explain that to you, right? But it, it, it shows you that, remember what God had promised, that the day they ate of that tree, they would die. So from that period, death was reigning. So you began to see works of death. All of a sudden, someone wants to murder. Suddenly, this one wants to do this, this one wants to do that. Those are works of death. So those things began to reign. And why it says from Adam to Moses is because it's only after Moses that the law came. Praise God. Let's continue. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Hold on there. Firstly, this is again is showing you that being a sinner is a nature. It's showing you that it's a nature. Because it says by one man's offense, after he did that one thing, many died. How? Because they were being reproduced. And it, we're being told that if by one man's offense, many died. And remember what I said earlier, I think about a month or six weeks ago, I said something. I said, the trouble that I have is that people find it so easy to associate with the first Adam. They find it to believe that, every, that everyone is a sinner because of what Adam did. But they find it so difficult to associate with the second Adam and that everyone who has believed in him is righteous because of what Jesus did. Choose your Adam. Praise God. Choose your Adam. Choose wisely. Praise God. <laughs> In Deuteronomy, the Bible says, I've set before you life and death. Pick one. <laughs> and actually, God even suggests, he goes like, choose life. <laughs> hey! I choose life. I choose life. I choose life. And I choose life in abundance. The Bible says, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. Now the question is, what is that gift? What is that gift which has come by grace? Let's look at the next verse. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. What is justification? To be acquitted and made righteous. But anyways, let's go to the next verse. We're still going. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace, and look at the gift now, and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hey. Hey. Let's continue. 
Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men in justification of life. Uh, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Do you see what we've been saying? That being a sinner is a nature. That being a sinner is who a person is. So it says, for as by one man's offense, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Praise God. Verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded even more. And finally, verse 21. <laughs> so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what is Righteousness. Righteousness is the nature. Righteousness is a state of being. Righteousness is the correctness of God. Have you ever seen the scripture where it says, for it is a righteous thing for God to repay with evil. Those who, uh, it's talking about those who uh, bring in trouble on the church and all that. Have you seen that? It's saying it's a righteous thing. That shows you that it, the rightness of God reveals his state of being. And that state of being then results in a state of doing. That's why Matthew 6.33 from the Amplified, look at it again. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is, from the Amplified, his way of doing and being right. It's a being. It's a nature. And as a new creation, that's the nature you've been born into. It's not something you needed to work for. It's something that you are. However, there is now what is called Practicing righteousness. How do we know? First John chapter 3, verse 7 from the King James. Notice what it says. Little children, let no one deceive you. He that doeth righteousness. Now this is talking about doing righteousness. The Amplified says, He that practices righteousness. So there's actually the nature, there's actually the practice of righteousness. One would ask, what really is that? We'll find out next week. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me have the keyboard. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for, be, for, for being my righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, lift your hands. Oh, Karabasan Delibre, his son, Dakataka Libre, his son, Tekide. Oh, Ramashan Deleke, his son, Dolododo, Shadadadaka, Yente. Thank you, Taka, be on as well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Please go to E. Karama Santa Kalibekis. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, you have made me a sanctuary, pure and holy, bright and true, and with your spirit. 
for God to make us his temple. In our old man, we are praying that one day would be a sanctuary. But do you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? Do you know that the Spirit of God is dwelling in you? Do you know that God has made you conducive for the Spirit of God to make you? To see my Jesus someday, I got my mind made up, and I won't turn back, cause I'm set to see my Jesus very soon. be a greater pleasure, eh? Born, born, born again. God, I'm born again. No, I don't sing it, sorry. Born again. Can I hear the beat? Hey, I'm born of the water, spirit of the land. Thank God, I'm born again. Born of the water, spirit of the land. Thank God, I'm born of the Father, spirit Now I pray, I think, have you had your minute for the offerings so that I can, I can, uh, I can now just declare a blessing. What a service. I can imagine. <laughs> I think our first, our first physical meeting. Uh, don't worry, uh, the laws are still there, but not laying hands will not. But even from where we are, we stretch our hands right back. 
How many of you would just like a dose? Just, just in your hearts. Lift your hands in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are refreshed. In the name of Jesus, you have clear vision. The power of God is coming upon you and it's bringing clear vision. It's bringing refreshment. In the name of Jesus, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. In Jesus' name. The power of God is bringing solutions. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, even under this anointing, we speak to the nation. We decree and declare there is a mass decline. We decree and declare coronavirus comes to an end in our nation. We declare that we have our schools back. We declare we have our churches back. We have our buildings back. We have our lives back. We stand in the name of Jesus and pray for the entire globe. And we decree and declare that there is healing rain that has fallen down. There is divine healing rain that has fallen down. Thank you, Jesus. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Ghost be with you. In Jesus' name. I'll see you on Wednesday. And make sure you share this video. Let as many people be blessed by this amazing grace of God. God bless you. And I love you all. so blessed and I know you have been too. Now, if you just responded to the altar call by giving your life to Christ, wherever you're listening from, we would like to hear from you. Get in touch with us. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on plus 2609537560767 or plus 2609774 679. If you're unable to call, you can still email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on our Facebook page at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed. <laughs>